John 16, 14 says, He, the Holy Spirit here, Jesus is speaking, He will glorify me, for He will take what is mine and declare it to you. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way, the podcast of Faith Bible Church. My name is Bryce Beal, one of the pastor elders here, and today I have the joy and privilege of having our very own Mike Schaus with us. Thanks for being with us, Mike. It's a pleasure to be here, Bryce. Well, we are beginning a new quarterly focus as of today. Actually, I guess as of two days before this is released. January, February, and March of 2023, our focus will be on the Holy Spirit. You don't have to know all the inner workings of how our quarterly focuses function. They're more a guidance for us as leaders, especially for me as I plan out uh, our adult Christian education classes and so forth. But if you're interested, we have 12 focuses that take place over three years, each or a quarter. And if you wonder what they are, you can just look into our newcomers curriculum. They're exactly the same as the lessons that you will find in the newcomers curriculum. They cover all the basics of the Christian life, all the most important things. We are now in the second year and therefore in the fifth quarterly focus, which is on the Holy Spirit. This year, our quarterly focuses last year were very foundational, things like the Bible and God. We had the gospel and what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. Now this year, we shift a little bit into how do we actually grow day by day. We're going to be focused first on the Holy Spirit, then on prayer, then personal holiness, finally the local church. And next year, Lord willing, our four quarterly focuses will be more outward focused, uh, leading up to things like missions and evangelism. So with all that said, our focus is the Holy Spirit. Uh, There are many Christians in our circles especially, and by our circles I mean those who have a very high view of God, a very high view of His Word. If this makes sense to you, they'd be people who are reformed in their soteriology, in their view of salvation, grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone, uh, and are reformed, believing that God elects his people, high view of God, his sovereignty, and so forth. So there are many people in our circles who we could say neglect the Holy Spirit, something we ourselves can be guilty of, not giving a lot of attention to him. And I mean that as opposed to other denominations and groups of Christians who tend to give more emphasis to the Holy Spirit. I thought we'd begin today's lesson, Why Focus on the Holy Spirit, by just asking you, Mike, why you think it is the case that in our circles we can sometimes neglect the Holy Spirit? It's sad. It's a sad part of us, and I feel like we're reactionary people. You know, you talked about how there's a part of the church that emphasizes spiritual things over doctrinal things. So, like, to balance that out, there's a group that emphasizes truth and doctrine over spiritual things and neglects that instead of, you know, both sides coming together, merging to make a doctrine of the spirit, you know, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seem to make sense. I'd say, but another element, uh, which I think fits in if why, you know, we don't do a lot of study on the spirit is just the nature of the spirit himself. You know, when you look at the Trinity, um, I was, you know, we were taught that last uh, last quarter, I taught the uh, newcomers class, and, you know, we had that class on the Spirit, and we were talking about the Trinity, and, you know, it's it's easy for us to understand, like, the role, for some of us, to understand the role of a father, because we are fathers, or mothers, right? We understand that unconditional love we have for our children, 
And even as sons understand that role of Jesus being obedient and wanting to honor, right, his father, you know, we, we experience that, we can relate to that, but the spirit is more tricky. It's kind of difficult, but I feel like for people like you and I, we have a, a, a bit of a special insight to that in that we have wives. Um, my wife models the spirit beautifully in that she's that still small voice that's always like, hey. Did you did you apologize to your son yet for for that being too harsh on a minute ago? And I was like, no, I haven't, you know. Or uh, she's never calling attention to herself. I mean, she's extremely shy, but not weak in any way. She's very strong, you know. She stands for truth. Like in her presence, she would never allow you to not acknowledge the truth. You know, the truth will be acknowledged. You don't have to take her stance, you know, what that is. But there's no getting around that this is true. You have to acknowledge that. So that that's a good way for us to see that role of the Spirit, but that, that taking the back seat that the Spirit does. I think you mentioned the two main points of why probably we don't put as much emphasis on the Spirit. The one being negative, which is we're reactionary. Since many in our day, especially starting in 1904 Azusa Street, but many in our day have overemphasized or just wrongly emphasized the Spirit, and so we say we're not going to be like that. But sometimes we go so far over that we just don't even talk about the Spirit. So that's the negative. But on the positive side, I think you're exactly right. That even biblically, it's not a defense of neglecting the Spirit. But if we talk more about Jesus in sermons or in our daily life than we do the Spirit, that wouldn't necessarily be an indication that something's wrong. Because the New Testament also speaks more of Jesus than the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't denigrate him at all, but it's kind of like you said in marriage— the husband's called to lead and, in a sense, be out front, leading. And then the wife's called in a supporting role that's in no way less than what the husband is doing, but it is a different role. And that's why I quoted John sixteen fourteen at the beginning, because Jesus says when the Spirit comes, quote, He will glorify me. And that really is the role we see of the Spirit. That's not the role of our wives, by the way. This is a difference, so don't take this the wrong way. But certainly the role of the Spirit is to glorify Christ, and we see that happening. There is more direct attention given to the Father and the Son in Scripture explicitly. There is a lot that Scripture has to say about the Holy Spirit, a lot, and hence why we have a quarter on it, and He is God. But even if you look at the early church, the development of our understanding of the Trinity from when Scripture was given, the first few hundred years of the church was quite a lot of people wrestling through, here's what we have revealed from God about himself. How does the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, how does that work? And if you look at that development of understanding what Scripture taught on those points, you had the Council of Nicaea in 325, and that's when really the idea of the Son being fully God was, it wasn't like invented, I assure you, it was widely held already, but it was kind of everyone coming together as an ecumenical, in a good sense, council, saying, we agree that the Son is fully God. Council of Nicaea, 325. It really wasn't until 381 so that's, you know, a good number of years later where they had to come back as a council. And one of the things at Constantinople that they affirmed was the Holy Spirit is also fully God. So that had to be affirmed then. So you can see even as people wrestle with Scripture, the focus started on how does Jesus the Son relate to the Father. 
And then they realize we also need to talk about the Holy Spirit and how he relates. So in a less negative sense, I think that's normal because Scripture has so much more out front to say about the Son. And so if we don't talk about the Spirit as much as we talk about the Son, not necessarily wrong in that regard because Scripture itself has the Spirit coming in a supporting role to put focus on the Son. Well, Mike, if the Holy Spirit wants us to focus on the Son, and there's more in Scripture on the Son than the Holy Spirit, why would we spend this whole quarter focused on the Holy Spirit? What are some of the benefits of understanding and thinking about the Holy Spirit? So what are the benefits of studying God? (laughs) It's a bit of a redundant question, (laughs) I suppose. In particular, that part of God that dwells inside us, right? Oh, that part that we're to be filled with, uh, not just to know Scripture into your head, right, as knowledge, but that, that role of the Spirit of bringing life into Scripture, of convicting you, of changing you from the inside out. There's a great uh, uh, 17th century Puritan pastor, and he once wrote about how he saw this father and son walking down the street. And then out of nowhere, the father goes and embraces the son, brings him up into his arms, gives him a kiss, and tells him that he loves him. And Goodwin asks, you know, is the son more of a son at that point when the father picks him up and does that? Or is he just as much a son, you know, as when they were walking side by side? And the answer is, you know, lately he's exactly the same, right? He's a son. But we know experientially he is so much more a son when the father picks him up and does that. And that is, you know, that is the role of the spirit, that being filled with the spirit. Why would you want to, you know, why would you not want to study that power source that illuminates scriptures and changes us, makes us more in the image of Christ? Well said. Yeah, we'll see a lot of the different roles of the Holy Spirit but he is the one we're to consider actively present with us. I mean, anything that God does as a trinity, all of God does. And yet scripture does present members of the trinity, like the spirit, as uniquely responsible, if you will, for certain activities. And the spirit is the one we're to think of as present here with us, Mm. doing all kinds of things, including pouring out God's love into our heart and giving us an assurance We'll see all of the other things the Spirit does, but certainly that's worth consideration. And your first point is valid because who could ever argue about learning about God who created us and is the most important being in the whole universe? Like, you're going to go watch sports and not think about the Holy Spirit. That would be bizarre. Yeah, and even John 6, 63 comes to my mind where Jesus said, it's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. We'll see in Galatians as well. Paul's going to make the argument, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected in the flesh? Meaning, all of our growth and all of our Christian life is meant to be consciously, actively lived by the power of the Holy Spirit, which you simply can't do if you're not even aware. It's almost like those people Paul found in Ephesus. He says, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? And they said, we didn't even hear if there was a Holy Spirit. (laughs) And may it not be so of us in our churches practically. Well, as we get ready for this quarter, just to whet your appetite, some of the episodes that we're going to have as we think about the Holy Spirit on this podcast, we're going to consider how do we know that the Holy Spirit is God? Would you be able to prove that from Scripture to someone if they challenged it? What are some of the main roles of the Holy Spirit? What does the Holy Spirit do in our lives today? If you have an impression deep within you that you should go talk to someone or say something, is that from the Holy Spirit? Or how does the Holy Spirit communicate to us or through us? And what does it mean, for example, that we are, if you know the term, cessationists Mm. at Faith Bible Church? Does that mean we don't think the Spirit's active? 
What about the gift of tongues? What about prophecy? And all such questions we shall discuss. Hey, hey, Bryce, can I ask a yeah. question? Yeah, yeah. A teaser. Are you going to have any special guest speakers coming in this? Lord willing, the plan is to have three guest speakers. Ooh, yes. One or two, two from here, and then one from somewhere else. Ooh, nice. So teaser. we're still working on that, but that's the goal actually every quarter, if you want to know. I feel like I shouldn't tell you in case it doesn't happen. But the goal every quarter has been to have three guests, two from Faith Bible, one from somewhere else. So I've, we'll I've loved it. They've been great. Yeah, I agree. I've enjoyed them very much. Well, I don't know what you think about the Holy Spirit or have thought about the Holy Spirit in the past. Maybe some very unusual things. <laughs> or maybe you just haven't thought much about the Holy Spirit this whole last year. Whatever it might have been in the past, may God help us all by His grace now to think this way. Mm-hmm.